Hey, what's good, everybody? This is Afis from The Roommates. And guys, I am super dope that you guys are here. A lot of you guys came for Stefan because you guys know he's fantastic. This episode is a really, really, really dope episode, man. Stefan does a great job really, you know, peeling that onion and really helping you guys overcome heartbreak by forcing me, in a sense, to share my story and to uh, be vulnerable. I know a lot of you guys have been complaining about Chris being a vulnerable one and me not sharing more about my life. So, hey, here it is. Here's this episode for you guys. But before we went ahead and get started, guys, I just wanted to let you guys know about Patreon one more time. Um, Patreon is our place for our international community. It's a place for everybody around the world to connect with one another. Um, we're going to be having exclusive content on Patreon. It's a dope place, man. People have been meeting and building and engaging and interacting, guys. And we really, really hope that you guys can connect to our Patreon page. If you want to learn more about our Patreon page, we talked about it episode 116. And as always, if you want to sign up, the link is in the description below. The website is www.patreon.com slash the roommates, guys. We're all about connecting. We're all about building. And we really, really hope that you guys sign up. you be a part of the community. We have, we have subscriptions for as low as $5 a month, so it's affordable for everybody. And I'm telling you guys, we're giving you way, 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 way more content than the price than what the price costs. And we're just really happy that you guys are here. Enjoy the episode, and we look forward to connecting with you guys and having these great discussions about this upcoming episode on Patreon. Sign up with the link in the description below. Enjoy. This week on the Roommates Podcast. One of the things I, I encourage people to do in the book is you've got to kind of get things off your chest. Mm. All right. So I think today was one a, a good step, but I think you need a more direct approach of kind of just releasing all your emotions onto paper and just really expressing how you felt, whether it's anger, resentment, rejection. You got to flush that out because if you don't, you hold on to it. Mm. And no matter how much you tell yourself, I'm good, no, I'm confident now, no, I, you know, I, I believe in myself, whatever. The next time someone rejects you that you want, you're going to get triggered. Mm. And you're going to go back to, damn, why is this happening again? Why am I still not good enough? Mm. You see, so we've got to release those emotions. Yo, 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 and what is up this week? I am by myself, no Christopher Jordan Below. My name is Hafiz, and welcome to The Roommates, a worldwide community of people united on the values of emotional, spiritual health, becoming, kindness, togetherness, and a thirst for knowledge. Yes, it was in no particular order. <laughs> also known as the best hour of your week where you are entertained like a stand-up, educated like a TED Talk, and enlightened like a sermon. This week, guys... We went ahead and brought in the people's favorite in 2019, the most loved roommate in 2018, somebody who's so near and dear to my soul, my man, Stefan Labossiere. Welcome to the podcast. What's up, man? Did I get the name right in 2019? Of course you did it. What? No! <laughs> I got it wrong again? Yes, you got it wrong again. I said Labossiere. La Bossier. You were close. That was close. Gosh. That was your best effort. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Fourth time, and I still got it wrong. You know what I was at the beginning? I was like, I'm gonna ask him how to pronounce his name. I said, No, I know it. I don't need to ask him. So La Bossier? La Bossier. La Bossier. Exactly. It's a French thing that's throwing me off. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you're forgiven. It's all right. <laughs> so guys, um, 
I know a lot of you guys are asking where is Chris. I know Chris is not here. Hold on one second. Nope, it's not Chris. Oh, what did I just do? Oh, interesting. So Chris is not here. I know a lot of people are asking. So we are doing something very, very, very unique this week. This week, Stefan's book, Finding Love After Heartbreak, correct? Correct. Is out. The link is in the description. Before anything happens on this podcast, I need everybody to go ahead and go to the description, click on the link, buy the book. That book is going to radically, supernaturally transform your life. So what we're going to be doing this week is to find, by his kindness, decides to come on the show, and he's decided to actually go through a kind of heartbreak coaching session. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Using some of the techniques in the book to be able to show you guys what the book will provide for you, because the book is going to be Stefan doing this with your own personal life, but to also show you guys um, how, as a young man, the book can be helpful to you as well as young women. Um, Stefan, before we begin, can you give us a brief synopsis or a summary of what the book is about? Yeah, so Finding Love After Heartbreak is pretty much going to be a person's guide to healing mm-hmm. and positioning themselves to receive not just the love from uh, in a romantic sense but love in general love for yourself love with family love for everybody because again when you haven't healed and you're broken from within a lot of relationships now suffer a lot of relationships now become toxic and, and there's a lot of dysfunction in that individual's lives even though they don't always fully realize it and realize the impact that that past hurt and disappointment is mm. having on them so this book is going to really Help them get a better understanding, one, of being hurt. I think we have a misconception on being hurt and and how we, I guess, avoid it, so to speak. Um, So I'm going to dive into that. But most importantly, giving them the steps to healing. Because so many people say, well, yeah, people say heal. People say heal. But how? Mm. How do you do it? And listen, everybody can't come to a one-on-one coaching session. You know what I'm saying? And so I want to get this information out to the people to start really helping them break free from all this negative energy, negative cycles. Mm, man, I absolutely love that. One of the biggest values on this show is holistic health. And I just really know that this book is going to help so many people. You and I have been talking about it. Mm-hmm. So many people, they go to church, they're praying, they're meditating, they're doing goat yoga, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they're doing everything, but then they're still hurting. They're still broken. They still have all these wounds from their past. And so this book is really going to transform everybody's life like i said everybody go to the description before you i mean well if you're watching the premiere shout you guys out but go to the description click on click on the book buy the book make sure you have a copy of this book because it's going to transform your life um as i said this episode stefan's going to be doing a session with me using the principles in this book and in the next episode He's going to be doing a session with the star of the show, <laughs> the ladies, the ladies' favorite, <laughs> Mr. Christopher Jordan Bilo. Um, and I believe that this is going to be really transformational for three reasons. One, you guys are going to see just how much of a blessing Stefan's book is going to be into your life. And the second thing is that for a lot of you women um, who have been hurt by men or have issues with men in their past, I think a lot of women have never seen the vulnerability that a lot of men go through. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we're going to provide a lot of you guys in this episode is to be able to me be vulnerable, expose myself, show you guys the hurt, and also to encourage a lot of you guys, you young men who is going through pain 
that it's okay to open up. If I'm doing this to the whole world, <laughs> you can too. And so, the, but the best part is that you don't have to be like me and say your problems to the world. <laughs> you can just read Stefan's book and you can go through this process together. So make sure you guys buy the book. And then the last thing before we jump in, I know it's a lot of commercials, <laughs> but the last thing, we're, Stefan has agreed to give away 20 free copies of the book. 10 is going to be on my episode. Then the other 10 is going to be on Chris's episode. So to win a free copy of the book, all you got to do is comment below what about this episode stood out to you and use the hashtag free gift. We're going to be choosing 10 on my episode and then 10 on Chris's episode. And we're going to give you guys a free gift courtesy of Stefan and his kindness. <sighs> <laughs> Mom, if you're watching this, I for, I'm sorry for what you're about to hear. <laughs> um, and uh, Stefan... Anything you'd like to say before we jump in? Um, no, I just hope that everyone watching, you know, like you said, this is an opportunity to see people being vulnerable, see you open up, and hopefully they realize that it's okay to do the same mm. and that they need to do the same. Mm. And so, yes, whether it's going just through the book or going through a professional one way or another, it's time to be vulnerable. It's time to go deep within and really finally get the healing they need. Mm. And it begins with me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Stefan. Do your work. <laughs> all right, all right. So, you know, typically when I'm on a coaching session, mm -hmm. it's because people are reaching out to me. And so yeah. I'll ask them, what is it they're trying to accomplish? What yeah. is it they're, you know, facing in their life right now? But I'm going to start different with you. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Oh, God. Because this is a different no. dynamic. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Don't overthink it. Okay. Don't process it too much. Just give me the first thing that comes to mind. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> Who hurt you? A, B, and C. Who's A? Girl A. Girl I want to say your name. That's fine. All right. So tell me what happened with Girl A. Um, what do you mean? What was the situation? Like, how, what led to you being hurt? Give me some background how on it. How much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> we said we were going to make this one a little briefer one. Um, I would say, do you want me to tell you the story? Like, yeah, you want me to summarize I, it? I think we all want to hear the story. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. I was, uh, gosh. <laughs> I was 23 years old, and I... Dang it, it's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Screw it, man. I've never been vulnerable for the show. I was 23 years old and I was at a conference. And like I was there working. I was actually, you know, one of the people speaking at the conference. And um, I remember I had to leave the conference to go get some chairs. And then so I went out, left the conference to get some chairs. And then I saw her. Mm. I promise you. I thought, I said, I'm marrying this girl. Wow. It's just first sight. I said, I'm done. I'm done. I'm marrying this girl. What, what was it about? Like, was it, she was just that beautiful? Was it something else? Like, what do you feel like led you to feel like this is her? Man, I can't describe it. But at that time, it was like every, there, everything that I could want I just felt like she had it. Even though you didn't really know Even, her. I didn't know. I never met her in my life. Mm -hmm. It just, I just saw, like, to me, it was like, man, this is super weird and spiritual. 
But mm. I'm not saying this is biblical. This is I'm just saying this is what I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like my soul like knew what it wants. You know mm. what I mean? And I, then it just saw it and it was like, boom. It happened to me before with girl E, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but that time it was like officially like I knew it. I just I just knew it was over. I knew it was over. Okay, so then what happened? So you see her. You get this feeling. This is the one. Yes. And then what next? So I go up to her and I'm like, "Hey, where are you? Uh, like, hey, what are you? Where are you going? Because we're at a conference at the time mm-hmm. and we're going to breakout sessions." And she was like, "Oh yeah, I'm uh, looking for session 17." I was like, "Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> I'm looking for <laughs> session 17 also." <laughs> and then she's like, "Oh, okay, cool." And then uh, we went to the session together and then we sat down together. And at that time, she brought she took out this notebook. And, like, this notebook was a book filled with notes. Mm. And, like, the way she sat down and, like, was retained, because it was a Christian conference also. Okay. The way she was retaining and writing down information, my heart was like, do-do, 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 do-do. You know, <laughs> I was like, oh! <laughs> and, um, and so I was just like, I was like, man, this girl, I'm done. So then afterwards, I was like, yo, what are you doing? You know, let's go get some lunch, something like that. And she's she's really kind, um, but then she had to say, I knew she kind of was like, who are you? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Some random guy following me, but she's a really kind girl. So she let me like go and get lunch with her and her friends. So we went to go get lunch together. And I remember um, she went to go look for a friend. And so she said, wait right here. I'll go look for my friend. And she was gone for like 20 minutes. And I did not leave that spot. <laughs> <laughs> I was like a kid. You were determined. I was determined, bro. Then she came back. And then I was like, you know, I was like, man, I want to leave it again and I get screwed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, you know, let me get your phone number. And this is where everything went wrong. But I didn't see that at that time. Okay. She gave me her phone number in French. <laughs> <laughs> she, gave, she gave me her phone number in French. And then... So she wrote down the French no, she was words. Saying the, it. Oh, she was saying yeah, it in French. In French. Okay. And no, it's funny. I actually failed French with a 69.4. <laughs> My teacher thought I was so bad at it. She wouldn't give me the 0.5. So I remember I was like, uh, mm, duh. I was just trying to figure it out. So she gave me her number. But like, that was the beginning of like her like being kind, but like trying to like show me that she wasn't really interested. So then after that, I'm a determined man. I'm sorry. I still want to hang out with her some more. We got lunch together. I met all her friends. They kind of seemed like this they liked is, this me. This is all still at the same conference. All the same conference, all the same day. Okay. And then afterwards, we we went to another session together. But then she left early. For some reason, I don't know why she left early. So she left early, and that whole day I was thinking about her. Hmm. Um, but then the next time I saw her, I was like, hey, let's let's talk. And she was like, um, I'm busy. Uh, I don't have time. And so she was kind of like giving me the run around the, for the rest of the conference until like the last day um, I had wrote her a letter. No, 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 no. No, the last day I ran into her and I told, I, I had like the greatest speech ever, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I had the greatest speech ever. I was like, I, I, I'm telling you, it was crazy because like I didn't see her for the whole day and we're about to leave and the conference was going on because, like I said, I was working. I wasn't participating. She was mm-hmm. participating. The conference was going on, and I was sitting outside. And then all of a sudden, she walks out by herself mm. to go upstairs. 
I was like, hey, you know, hey, what's up? And she's like, oh, hi, please. And I said, hey, you have a minute? I just got to tell you something really, really quickly. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to get the verbatim. Okay, but go, go there. Like, give us, uh, yeah. you know. Basically, I said, I said, God gives people, God gives beauty for one of two reasons. And I said, the second reason I believe God gives us beauty is because he wants us to use the outward beauty to allow us to focus and peer deeper to find out what the inner beauty is to see if it matches the outside. And so I kind of told her that. And I was like, you know, I was interested in like getting to know you, this, that, and the third. And then the next day, I gave her a letter. I wrote her a letter again. I know guys. Like, oh my gosh, guys do it so much. <laughs> bro, when I was determined, bro, that's the problem. I didn't learn that until I was older. Okay. My whole life, it was like, you want something, go after, go after it. it yeah. Which made me successful in a lot of different venues. But when it comes to women, fellas, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and I gave her this letter before she left. And um, oh yeah, then she, I found out that day before I gave her the letter that she was going overseas to Singapore. Dang. Study abroad. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so how did she pretty much respond to the letter? I gave it to her before she left. Oh, okay. Never so you never really got a response from Never her. got a response from it. And yeah. did you ever try that French phone number? Yeah. And did it work? I called her. Yeah, right. she picked up. Yeah, oh, it was, she did yeah, yeah, up. yeah. Oh, she okay. picked up before she left for Singapore. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... Um, so nothing ever materialized after that? No, no, no. Until like... Uh, she came back. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and so is there more to this story? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I said, how much time we have to Yeah, we have much time. But uh, I'll, I'm trying to condense it as best as possible so we don't run out of time. But basically what ended up happening was she got back and we started talking. And, like, it was really good. Like, it, things were going really good. We're getting to know each other. And, like, I was like, bro, everything was going perfect. And so by that time, I had moved to Dallas. And then she was in Houston. Mm-hmm. And so when I got back to um, Dallas, I was like, yo, I'm going to come see you because it was her birthday. And so another funny story was the day of her birthday was like the day my book came out. So my first book that I wrote. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I'm going to be in town doing a release, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to go see you. And so I, I remember I went to Houston and we hung out. And I, th- I thought it was really dope. But the red flag was she brought her best friend. She brought her best friend and um but I didn't know like I said I was young, I just had no idea. Like, okay, yeah. you know, maybe she's just so comfortable. I was super happy to see her, bro. Mm-hmm. And um then literally after I hung out with her that day, I texted her, I was like, Hey, it was nice to see you, you know, look forward to you know seeing you again. Never heard from her. Mm. Never heard from her. So if I'm, what I'm talking about, my life went, it devastated me, man. How do you feel like it impacted you moving forward as far as women and dating in general? I think, because that's part one of seven of her, of her <laughs> but, uh, but in regards to that moment, it made me feel like I wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that really became a psychological issue that I, I dealt with. I always felt like it's because I said the wrong thing. Because it was like, in my mind, everything was going well. And then all of a sudden, she just turned away. Mm-hmm. So I was like, maybe it's me. I'm not good enough. I got to get better. Mm-hmm. And that's when my whole life became obsessed with being the best. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to be just so good that it was undeniable 
that nobody, especially her, <laughs> would never <laughs> would never treat me like that ever again. So for the next couple of years, man, um, that's what I was really obsessed with, was just being good to be able to be valued by somebody. Okay. Yeah. And so clearly that situation I hurt you a lot. Yeah. And you've never really got your ch a chance to express yourself to her because you guys never communicated since then. I told you it's part one of seven. Oh, it's part one. Wait a minute. Part one of seven of that saga? Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> My goodness, man. So I'm going to summarize it because I don't want to take too much time, but I think it's important because quick story short, that's why I moved to Houston. For her? Mm-hmm. Okay, so did it, it? So did this situation escalate to a point where you guys did then get together? So, so the following year, I got invited to that conference again, and to speak as speaker for the second time, and then I ran into her. Okay. And but like a gullible buffoon, <laughs> the moment I saw her, I was like, "Hi!" You know, like, you know, and and so I was I was just happy to see her. Like I said, she's like like she's like the most beautiful girl. No offense, ladies, who I've said that to in the past. <laughs> but she, to me, was like the best girl ever. So I saw her, and then when I eventually asked her, and I was like, yo, like, what happened, you know? And then she was like, oh, I'm sorry, I was, I was just busy. <sighs> that devastated me, bro. Because mm. literally, she didn't talk to me for five months. I hit her up like five times different occasions never respond to me i asked her like what happened she was like i was busy um so then fast forward again a couple months later i just said forget about her but then she graduated college and i just wanted to reach out and say you know congratulations but then i got sucked right back in there mm -hmm. and i was starting to talk to her again and my mind was just like i was trying to figure out what was wrong i was like what am i doing wrong like what's wrong with me i said maybe if i just if we lived in the same city, maybe if she saw me more, maybe we hung out more, mm. then it would go be better. So that's why I moved to Houston. Like, so I came and I met Chris. I lived, stayed at his house. And um, cause I was trying to like spend time with her so she would care. But like, no matter how much time I spent, like she, it didn't matter to mm. her. And it, it ended like one day, like I was at an event with her and I just, told her the whole story. I just said, this is how I feel about you, blah, blah, blah. You know, this is why I'm here to be honest with you. And then she was like, it will never happen. Mm. Ah, Stefan, 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 She told me never. It was like, it just, it was just like, you will never be good enough. And so, um, so yeah, that's how it kind of ended. And, um, She's just living, living happily ever after. Enjoy her life while I'm just sitting on the couch. It's a fun. <laughs> well, we don't know how her life is going. So, you know. Yeah. But there's, there's a lot to learn from that situation, though. Yeah. And there's a lot to discuss and point out. So, one, I know we're not trying to go super spiritual yeah. on this. But we got to talk about it because yeah. what kind of happened initially, as you described it, was like a spiritual thing for you. So, did you ever stop and pray and ask God about her. Mm-hmm. And what did you feel like God was saying to you? I'm not going to lie. She was the first girl I ever had a dream about. Okay. So I was, like, remember I told you, um, when I met her, it was December, I think, 2013. And then she went to Singapore in January 2014. And, I, and then she was gone for, like, six months. So I had no communication with her for six months. Mm -hmm. And I would pray every single day. My prayer was the same. My prayer was, God, if this woman is not supposed to be for me, 
remove these feelings and, you know, make it clear to me. And if it, she is, you know, continue to bless and encourage this. And so for me, it was just like, I was, that's what made it so devastating because I was praying so desperately. I was fasting. I was doing so much. I wanted to clearly hear from God. And I, and I honestly, at that moment, believed that God was saying that that woman would be for you. But, um, but just, I think I either misheard it or, you know, I was allowing my emotions to be the mm -hmm. voice of God, you know? So, well, I think, think about what you, what you were asking or saying in prayer. You asked God if it's not for you to remove the feelings and you were praying pretty much every single day. Yeah. So one, what you actually were doing was helping keep the feelings there mm. because by praying every day on it, you are focusing on it. Mm. How can it leave you? How yeah. can you find any closure? How can you overcome this? If you're fixated and every day you're praying, praying, praying Two, God doesn't remove feelings. Mm. Like I think we have this misconception and we think that, we can just ask him to take certain things away and it's just taken away. You know, the way you felt is the way you felt. There was nothing wrong about that. But you had to get to a place of processing things differently mm -hmm. and understanding what may have actually occurred in that situation and also approaching it differently in the sense of rather than asking God to do something or to reveal, just asking God, is it her or not? Mm. All right, and I think that's something that is hard for a lot of people. So I understand, and mm -hmm. it's not any kind of judgment on you and anyone listening that engages in the same kind of approach in, in praying. Yeah. However, what I've learned is that we look what you said. You're you're you misinterpreted God's answer, but you never asked Him a question. Mm. You see, you mm. just told Him you made a request. And you made a request that arguably isn't one that he can grant. Yeah. And I'm saying God is, you know, not bound by things. But at the same time, again, feelings are feelings. Mm -hmm. We have them or we don't. That's on us. So I think that's one thing to consider because going forward, and, and clearly, you know, as you mentioned, you had three people on the list when you yeah. first asked you who hurt you. Yeah. And there may be another one one day. Yeah. All right. Unfortunately, knock on, on wood, it list? won't be. Yeah, I mean, we, we don't <laughs> Damn. know. <laughs> Damn, those are positive. Well, well the, the hope yeah, is no, that yeah, yeah, by yeah. having a session like this, you're going to know how to better process things moving forward. That's true. So that it doesn't hurt you and you don't internalize it the wrong way. Yeah. So I think, well, one, you we have to recognize the need to take a different approach when praying about things mm -hmm. and asking directly and just listening to that answer from within. And again, that's probably a whole nother episode as yeah, far as yeah, breaking yeah. that yeah, down yeah, yeah. and explaining how that works, but start to wrap your mind around that. If you want to answer, you got to ask a question. Yeah. All right. Number two, you know, and what, what's normal for a lot of people is this feeling of when we don't get what we want or when someone rejects us, then we think we're not good enough. Mm. All right. But the reality is that you could be the most perfect, amazing, wonderful man, and you're still not for her and she's still not for you. You know, and it's not a reflection of good enough, bad enough. It's a reflection of it's just not there mm. between you two, you know. And I know that at the time that would have been hard for you to process and understand. But you want to make sure you realize at the end of the day, there are women who wanted to be with you. There are women right now probably listening to this podcast who have shot their shot or hoping <laughs> to shoot their shot. Okay. Yeah. And you're not going to like them. You're not going to want them. Does it mean they're not good enough? No. They're just not your cup of tea. Mm. 
you know, you don't connect with them. It's just not there for whatever various reasons, but it's not really an issue of good enough. So you have to, you know, process that differently. But to go to one of the things I, I encourage people to do in the book is you've got to kind of get things off your chest. Mm. All right. So I think today was one a good step, but I think you need a more direct approach of kind of just releasing all your emotions onto paper and just really expressing how you felt, whether it's anger, resentment, rejection. You got to flush that out because if you don't, you hold on to it. Mm. And no matter how much you tell yourself, I'm good, no, I'm confident now, no, I, you know, I, I believe in myself, whatever, the next time someone rejects you that you want, you're going to get triggered. Mm. And you're going to go back to, damn, why is this happening again? Why am I still not good enough? Mm. You see, so we've got to release those emotions. So have you, do you, where do you feel you are in regards to that situation as far as how you view it and how you, how you now, you know, internalize things, if at all? To be honest, I still, something deep inside still feels like I'm just not good enough. Okay. Um, like I said, it's something that I, I, I deal with a lot. Um, other things in life contribute to it as well. Um, but I just, I just wonder, I hate making mistakes because mm -hmm. there's some unhealthy belief in my mind that when you make a mistake, you like you deter like your path, right? Mm. So I have like this weird idea, like let's say like if God wanted you to be president, and then let's say one day you got mad and you like were drunk, and then you hit somebody in a car and you went up being in jail for the rest of your life, then you because you made a bad decision, like you deterred your plan from you. So I think there's like something in my mind that believes that like when it comes to like her, like because I did something wrong. That's why she wasn't interested in me. But but I'm trying to fight that. The wrong girl at the right time is always the wrong girl, you know? So I'm trying to teach myself that lesson that she just wasn't the right girl for me. As much as I thought she was, mm -hmm. I'm trying. Like, that's my process of it. And, like, feeling like I'm good enough. But I still think a little bit of me just still doesn't feel like I'm good enough. So, one, I definitely think we... We may have to explore some of the other factors that contribute to you not feeling good enough. Yeah. And I think they're non-romantic related, to yeah. be quite honest with you. But in regards to her, what I want you to realize is she showed you signs of lack of interest from the jump. I know. So you're sitting here dwelling on, I made a mistake. I did something wrong. And maybe if I did something right, it would have gone this way. But from the jump, she wasn't invested. From the jump, she wasn't showing any clear signs. So it's one thing if we're saying, okay, things were amazing. When we say things were amazing, she's into you, you're into her, you guys are connecting, all this wonderful stuff, and then it goes wrong. I still wouldn't want you to beat yourself yeah, up yeah, on yeah. some I did something wrong yeah. stuff, but there's more of an argument to be made as far as mistakes, mm -hmm. all right? Because yes, people do make mistakes. We all have made them. It happens. However... That's not what happened here. Mm. You see, from the beginning, she showed signs of being hesitant. She showed signs of, okay, who's this guy? Why is he talking to me? And like you said yourself, she's a nice girl. She, she kind of entertains it to let it slide. And you were so infatuated that you turned your blinders on mm. to that lack of interest. Because you were just happy to have her attention and time. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whether it was for lunch, whether it was those phone conversations, you just figured, all right, since she she allowed me to poke my toe in the door, <laughs> I'm going to try to ram my foot. <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like the door was never truly open. Mm. You know, so you have to look at it differently to help yourself understand. Again, I don't think anything you could have done different yeah. would have ever made a, a difference in how that whole situation played out. You know, um, if anything, to be quite honest with you, and I think this is where I hope the listeners really tune into this point I'm about to make, is even if we viewed what you did as mistakes, they were blessings in disguise. Mm. Because if those accelerated her exit, thank God. Because had you not reached a boiling point of letting it all out to her and her saying this would never happen... You might be sitting here still <laughs> yeah. trying to be with someone who it just never was there with. Mm. All right. You needed that door to be shut on you. And as much as that hurts and it's a hard pill to swallow, it, 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 it gives you a little bit of a boost to start to move in your proper direction. So sometimes while we think in mistakes, you know, deter us from our destiny. Well, sometimes rejection is just redirection to your destiny. Mm. All right. So her saying no to you was so that you can get back on your path. So it's not a bad thing because, again, if it's not going to happen, if she's not the one, then thank God we know that now, yeah. you know? But to go back to not feeling good enough, name one other contributing factor, non-romantic, that plays into this idea that you're not good enough. Um, whenever I, like now we're at that time. As in, like a contributing factor today or back back then, in general, whatever. Um, I think it's like even when it comes to like doing the the podcast at times, like reaching out to people and then people like ignoring us and people not responding and then like agents giving us a run around and saying, oh, they you know like oh we're still waiting to hear back and then I see them on someone else's stuff, so it's like. Then I hang around certain people and then like they treat me one way and then I see them treat somebody else a different way. So I think it's like the show makes me feel like that a lot when we're mm-hmm. reaching out to people and trying to connect at times. And, and I get that. And yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Um, the first thing that comes to mind that I, I feel like I have to say to you is understand that in, this, in the world of business and in the world of life, people are opportunistic. All right. And so if they, yes, if they don't see enough value for them, a a big opportunity for them, then they're not, you know, they're not going to entertain you. They're going to give you the runaround, all these things. But it's not about, again, not being good. Well, you know what? I'm going to be real. To some degree, it's it's not good enough in the sense that, yes, we have to build up our qualifications to gain certain opportunities. All right? And there's a process to that. And I think for you, what you have to look at is, all right, yes, maybe you're not at the level yet where these people are willing and ready to entertain you, but you're on your way. Mm-hmm. You're moving in that direction. And so look at someone that, like myself. People gave me runarounds before too. People yeah. have rejected me plenty of times as far as business speaking engagements. I remember looking at uh, events and not getting booked or getting looked over for them. Um, there's a lot of that that goes on, but it's not to internalize in a way that says, I'm not good enough and, you know, dwell in any kind of negativity or misery from that. Mm. It's more so to to say, okay, how can I now accomplish that? Mm. 
Mm. How can I achieve that? How can I gain the attention of these people? And really, I don't even want you focusing on the gaining of the attention of these people. I really want you to focus on what does God want you to do? Because at the end of the day, you do what God wants you to do, the opportunities will come. You ain't got to chase people. You ain't got to chase opportunities. And if they say no, again, back to what I mentioned to you earlier, there are no sometimes are the best thing that could have happened to you right now. Because maybe you're not ready for that opportunity yet. Maybe God wants to prepare you better. Maybe he wants to position you in a certain way so that when you get on that platform, you're going to maximize it to the fullest. Yeah. All right? So never take the no as a bad thing. Take it as, all right, it's not time yet. All right? And that's in regards to business. But I think, again, because, like you said, you had it happen to you romantically, you're having it happen to you business-wise, and you're combining it all together. Yeah. But they're very different, mm. all right? Because you can get to a point where you're going to gain the respect and interest of those people that you reached out to and, 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 and that you want to do business with and so on and so forth. But when it comes to people, no matter how great we are, we may never gain their interest. Mm. We can't work towards that. And, and that goes back to when you thought, okay, if I move to Houston and if I just talk to her and keep trying and show her this and do that, she'll finally... I try to do the Steve Urkel approach, man. Yeah. Steve Urkel, <laughs> family matters, you lied to me. You lied. Yes, yes. Laura will not fall in love with you. Doesn't work. But you know what? To, to, to even to, to jump on that point, remember, Laura didn't start liking him till he got a girl. Mm. All right. It wasn't his efforts that got so him. So I have a no plan. <laughs> Thanks, Stefan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kidding, it, unfortunately, that, that happens more often. But you know what? Even if that was to happen, yeah. you don't want it like that. Yeah, that's true. Like if it takes getting somebody <laughs> jealous to finally make them be with you. Not uh, the right person. Yeah. Because it's a momentary thing. They're just reacting. Now when they get you, they're back to that lost interest because now they have you and then it goes away. Mm. So all that to say, I think the main thing that has to happen is, again, I, I think even when it comes to business, you got a lot you've been holding on to. You got a lot you haven't gotten off your chest. So I think that you've got to express your raw emotion. That's for everybody listening. You know, I, I say it all the time. You don't heal by suppressing. You heal by releasing. Mm. All right? And you haven't released. So... The, the getting your emotions out on paper, that's going to be a big step for you, you know. But also, yes, starting to understand the points that we've made today and process things differently. So to put a pin in the not feeling good enough, rather than asking you who hurts you, what's another thing, you another issue that you feel like you face in life? Um, I think I grew up in a super loving and supporting environment like my parents are just so amazing so kind and it was like it's like unnaturally kind you know what <laughs> I mean like you come there like it's unnaturally kind for a lot of people and I just thought the world was gonna be like that you know mm -hmm. um and so when I like got into the world and then people just weren't kind like that that really like bothers me a lot you know mm -hmm. So it's funny because I think that's kind of like why I'm mad a lot because it's like, oh, why, why can't we just be like this? You know, mm. because like it's just going back to those days when I was younger and then things were just just kind. But now it was just this cutthroat, you know, no text me back <laughs> <laughs> world we live in that is uh, it's kind of it's kind of sad. Well, you know, 
we do live up live in a jacked up world. Yeah. All right. Or, or more so, we live in a world with a lot of jacked up people. Mm. All right. And not jacked up as in trying to insult people, but yes, there's a lot of damaged, broken individuals who haven't healed. And listen, the reality is that you've probably been mean or done yes. things you shouldn't have done yes. many times dwelling in your own hurt and disappointment. Yep. So the same leeway you give yourself, you got to give to people in I don't general. give myself leeway. Okay. I beat myself up about... Like, when I make mm. mistakes, like, um, I think, like, girls see the girl I dated, you know, um, I beat myself up the entire time. This is a different girl that yeah. we just talked about. Yeah, okay. yeah. These girls see... I, I beat myself up the entire time. I just... I was always mad at myself, like, all the time because I just felt like, man, I just... I'm now the person doing, you know, mm. making mistakes... You know, so I think I don't give myself that leeway, which is why I'm still holding on to the packs. I'm not forgiving nobody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so uh, it's something that I'm trying to work through as well. So that and that's a a good revelation there, because like, as you just pointed out, because you don't forgive yourself, you can't forgive other people. Mm-hmm. So now you're not only holding on to your own disappointments, your own mistakes, you're holding on to everything any, anyone else has done to you. And it's just this big ball of negative energy, hurt, and disappointment. And what it does is create more hurt and disappointment going forward. Mm. So you're not curing anything. You're not making anything better. And so you've got to get to a place where you can forgive yourself for these things. Mm. You know, the reality is that we've all make mistakes. We've all done things we're not proud of. Some people may claim they haven't. If they haven't yet, they will, all right? (laughs) It's going to happen. But the key is to learn from it and do better. But again, not to get too spiritual, but I'm going to still have to throw it in there. Go ahead, please. God makes it clear. If we want his forgiveness, we got to forgive people. Mm. And that means ourselves too. Like, what good is his forgiveness if we don't forgive ourselves? That's true. You know what I'm saying? We live in bondage of our own guilt, of our own misery, of our own shame. That's not going to be good for you. It's not healthy. Mm. You know, so again, I think you really have to look at it as what's done is done. Yeah. We we can't change what happened, you know, but now how can you start doing things better moving forward? Mm. So let me ask you this. The the thought of forgiving the people who hurt you. I mean, we we haven't gone through everybody. Yeah. But how do you feel about that? How do you feel about the thought of forgiving all these people, knowing that you've been holding on to this for so long and that forgiveness is not something that you've embraced yeah. up to this point? <laughs> yeah. I think I'm I'm fighting for it, man, to be honest with you. It's um it's a it's you say it, you know, I say I forgive, but you feel it. That it's just like it's like it's still latched on. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like a freaking parasite. And so I, I'm fighting for it because, you know. Like you said, I've made a lot of mistakes. It's probably a long list of girls in the comments who are going to say, oh, what are you talking about? You hurt her. Look what you did to me. <laughs> like, so uh, I know I've made mistakes, and I know I've done wrong, and I know, like, man, I'm I'm trying to get better. So, yeah, I, I, I definitely, I, I need to, I, and I, I don't know, I guess, I guess I just wonder sometimes how much people hold stuff against, uh, like, over my head. And without getting too deep, um, there's somebody in um, in my uh, my immediate circle who I love a lot, mm. and uh, this person 
does not forgive me for what I did wrong to them a long time ago. And that's one of the main reasons why it's hard for me um, to forgive forgive myself. It's not their fault. They have certain things that affect them that they can't communicate those things. But um, but yeah, so I think part of that contributes to like, man, like I feel like I hurt this person because they'll tell you the worst year of my life was this year because of you. Mm-hmm. And like that has like been like a cloud over my head for so many years that it's just like I'm always afraid I'm going to do that again to somebody else, you know? And so then it's like, then I wonder if I deserve anything good because it's like, I complain about bad things happening to me, but then I just do bad things to other people. Mm-hmm. So like, we're both just screwed. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I can't ask God, like, hey God, like help me out here. But when I'm, so it's just like, I feel like I'm in limbo. So that point of forgiving myself is like something that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do. Well, you are in limbo. Yeah. I mean, that's the reality of it. You're, you're stuck in this gray area with that dark cloud you just mentioned. And I know it's tough to, to know that you hurt somebody so bad and they're not willing to forgive you. Yeah. But they can't give you that peace. Mm. You have to give yourself that peace. Yeah. If they, because the reality is this, whether they realize it or not, and I, and I hope they're listening to this episode because- Probably not. If, <laughs> if they don't yeah. forgive you, yeah. and, and let me make this very clear to you and to everyone listening. Mm. Forgiveness is not an act of saying what that person did is okay or acceptable, or making any excuses for it. It's simply saying, I'm not holding on to this any longer. Mm. I'm letting this go. It's done. It happened. That's it, all right? And that's why forgiveness is for you. It's for your freedom. Because as long as you don't let it go, you are in bondage to that situation, Mm. all right? You live in this mental and emotional and spiritual prison Mm. because of it. So you have to forgive to set yourself free, all right? If they don't forgive... They're only keeping themselves in bondage. Mm. That's their choice. I I pray to God that they make the choice to forgive, but that's on them. We can't control what they do. You can only control what you do, all right? And what you don't realize is if you're so scared of hurting people, staying in this state guarantees you're going to hurt more people, Mm. all right? And you are going to cause more problems for yourself by doing this. So, again, nobody wins. And not forgiving yourself is not going to change what you did to that individual. Mm. It isn't going to make them happy all of a sudden. You know, if, if you think they're, they're happy in your misery, <laughs> no, it really doesn't. Yeah. It, doesn't it doesn't work that way. Yeah. So, you do have to... But, again, you know, this all really goes back. Because, as you said, you said you can forgive, but it's like it's still latched on. That's why I say you have to release your emotions. Because that's how you free yourself from that latch. That's how you make sure you get it all out of your system, out of your spirit, is by speaking your truth. So this today is like a step in the right direction. That's good. And it's going to help loosen the latch, so to speak, loosen the grip Mm -hmm. that these situations had on you. Because now you're not just spoke it. You spoke it to the world. Yeah. You know? And so now we just got to go further. Mm -hmm. And we got to take those next steps. We got to follow those steps in the book and get you the full healing that you need. But man. you got to forgive. No, man. Um, I think that that point about, forg- like, you talk about it so much in the book. It's just, literally, it's like revelational because I never, I never really considered just how much my life is plagued by um, me not forgiving myself. And I can only imagine how many of the people listening in um, kind of go through that. And um, 
No, I really, Stefan, I really appreciate you doing this. I know, like I said, it's not easy for me to tell these stories um, because, I mean, it's stuff that, you know, I, I made it a, a, a plan in 2018 not to cry because in 2017 I cried all the time because mm. of that girl. Um, and I'm just thankful for you and the book, Finding Love After Heartbreak, because it's really something that's helping me heal. It's something that I know a lot of people are going to use it to heal. Um, I thank you so much for your time, Stefan. Um, guys, as I've shared with you, please, 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 in the description below, go ahead and click on the link and buy the book. Um, this is just an hour between me and Stefan, but the book just has so many, so many gems, so much opportunities, and so many tools to help us heal as we're hurting, as we're going through pain. Um, so please, 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 guys, click on the link and buy the book. And as I said, also, make sure... Yeah, if you want a free copy of the book, you comment below. You use the hashtag free gift, and we will be choosing 10 listeners on this episode and 10 listeners on the previous episode coming out next week with Chris um, to be able to give him this free book too. Um, and Stefan, in closing, like I said, thank you so much. What is one message in regards to the book and in regards to helping people find love after heartbreak and dealing with pain that you want to leave the listeners with this episode? Well, I think... Just in the general, based off what we talked about, is everyone needs to understand they are good enough mm. and that they have a potential that they need to tap into. Mm. And so even if you're not where you want to be or where you should be in your perception, um, you have the opportunity to get there. But you can't get there dwelling in what you're not. You can't get there dwelling in what you did wrong. You can't get there dwelling in what others have done to you. You get there focused on what you need to do to reach that next level in your life. And so when you take the right approach, when you heal, when you you go to God and you seek his guidance, things start to fall into place. Mm. So healing is necessary, not just for the sake of love from people, but for the sake of a higher quality of life, emotionally, spiritually, and mentally. Man, that was, that was beautiful. And guys, uh, make sure you go ahead and you share this episode, guys. I think it's really important for men and for women to be able to hear this episode and hear this conversation. Women, men do get heartbroken too, as you saw from, <laughs> from, from me. You know, it's something that we deal with as well. Um, and then men, it's also safe and okay to be vulnerable. So guys, please make sure you share, share this message. Buy the book. It's in the link below. Safan, thank you so much for what you've done. Thank you so My much pleasure. for the book. It's going to be a blessing. I can't wait to hear the people send me DMs, send you DMs, see all the people whose lives can be transformed by your message. You're a godsend. I love you and thank you so much. Thanks, man. I love you too. We're the roommates, guys. Remember, next week, the star of the show, Mr. Ladies Man, Christopher <laughs> Jordan Brown Eyes Bilo, who will be on the show pouring his heart out as well. So make sure you check out that episode coming out next week. We're the roommates and Adios. This is Chris, the star of the show, baby, from the Roommates Podcast. And thank you, thank you for listening. I know it's a good episode. Finally, finally, Hafiz decided to open himself up. And it turned out pretty well. I'm proud of him. Uh, so I just want to reiterate Patreon. Once again, Patreon is a community that Hafiz and I decided to build, to love, support one another, one another and our fans and our listeners. So please, if you want to build relationships, you want bonus content, you want access to discounts, the merchandise, all those different things are all on Patreon. That's www.patreon slash roommates. You can sign up there as low as $5. If you can give more, it's whatever your heart desires. 
But once again, we need your support, we need your help, and we would love for you to sign up and join our community. Chris has started the show, signing out.